0: Coming up, I'm going to be talking about Disney being sued over its forecast for Disney Plus and hiding expenses regarding Disney Plus, also be talking about the Ahsoka premiere and how many people actually watched it, and much more. But before we go any further, make sure you do hit that subscribe button to keep up with the latest Disney Plus news. Okay, so let's kick things off talking about Disney Plus and how they are now being sued by a number of Disney investors over Disney executives apparently lying about how much money it was making and about the predictions they were making about Disney Plus. So this all goes back pretty much to the Bob Chapek era. So we're going back to the investors day of 2020 when Disney predicted that they would be hitting around about 230 to 260 million subscribers by 2024, which would be when they would be um, hitting profitability. And they were just spending lots and lots and lots of money on streaming, which um, obviously at the time they couldn't have the parks open, they didn't have the cruise lines running, you know, the cinemas were closed. So the only way they were really making money at the time was through streaming, but they were spending so much making content and just doing stuff like that. And so the investors are basically saying, you know, they were lying about um, how many they were actually going to get. And, you know, we've seen Disney change their forecast of how many subscribers they're going to be able to get hold of. You know, we've seen big changes in India with um, lots of people unsubscribing there because they've lost access to cricket. But there's a story about that coming up later. Um, but yeah, so generally, like, you know, they've been revising their um, sort of predictions for how many uh, subscribers uh, they were going to have, which... Um, It's kind of like, it's kind of difficult because on one hand, is a prediction is a guess, you're just guessing, I don't see how you could be, um, I mean obviously originally back at 2019's Investor Day, they were saying they were going to hit about 90 million subscribers. Well, they updated the that number because they'd hit that, but obviously during the pandemic had had an explosion in subscriber numbers. So they just, in some way, they just thought it was just going to keep going. Um, the investors are also saying about how Disney were using like the Disney streaming bundle to inflate those numbers, because we didn't necessarily know if they were Disney Plus or if they were Hulu subscribers or how that was going on. There was a little bit of dodginess going on with that one. Um, but also there were some issues brought up with regards to Disney trying to hide some of its losses regarding its streaming division, specifically with two Disney Plus original shows, Dookie Kamaloa MD and The Mysterious Benedict Society, where those shows were put onto the Disney Channel, onto the linear network at the last minute, um, rather than putting them on as a Disney Plus original to put all the marketing and all the production costs onto the linear side away from the streaming to kind of bring down the costs. And that seems to be the key thing. So those two shows, both of which have since been cancelled. Um and um yeah, it's it's a real messy situation. This all come about Really, due to Bob Chapek, he is listed in the lawsuit along with Kareem Daniels, who was his kind of lieutenant. And the big problem that they put in was that Disney had its own little systems in place before Chapek took over. And when he did, he reorganised everything. So basically, he and Kareem had full control over the distribution of everything. So everything was going um, through them for the distribution for the films and the shows and stuff rather than individual units. Since Bob Iger came back, he's pretty much reversed all of that and put it back to how it kind of was, but a little bit different. Um, Cream was pretty much let go once Bob uh, Iger came back. Um, Christine McCarthy, who was the CFO, was also listed in the lawsuit. She has since left the company as well. Um, So yes, the main three people that were kind of involved with the finances are no longer with the company. And basically, all the mess that got made because of Chapek kind of spending way too much on streaming and kind of trying to fudge the numbers which in one hand, you can kind of look at it and go, well Wall Street was really pushing them at that time, that subscribers, make subscribers, get subscribers, that's what we want, subscribers. They then changed course and were like, yeah, no, we don't really care about subscribers anymore, now we want uh, we want money, we want you to make money. And so of course, trying to change things quickly isn't very easy with a big corporation. And so since Bob Iger's come back, it's pretty much been a real, real push for profitability now chapek had started doing it but he was you know he was notorious of being cheapek you know i mean he was all cutting costs seemed to be the thing uh, the thing he was good at and yeah so i just had to come in and basically clean a lot of this stuff and had to make some real bad decisions that people don't like because of those uh, decisions cutting content um changing plans and doing a whole host of stuff which basically is it's clearing up after the pandemic and Chapek kind of mess everything up. So this lawsuit um, is kind of going through, there's a couple of other ones similar going on at the time. Whether or not these come to anything, whether or not they get paid off and if it actually ever gets to court, who knows? Um, but yes, yeah, so there's just been a lot of creative accountancy going on um, and it definitely sounds a bit dodgy. Um, we saw pretty much Uh, At the time all the Disney Channel stuff kind of got pushed back onto Disney Channel or the National Geographic stuff kind of went back to them and it was again just putting things back into the way it used to been and yeah it's just a real real mess and really just a show of how much problems that came about not just because of the pandemic but also the push to streaming and pushing too fast too hard and it coming with you know a lot of things we're also seeing Um, As I said, a big change in the subscriber, uh, where they think it's going to go. I mean, kind of logic dictated really that the the speed that Disney Plus grew at during the pandemic was not sustainable long term. The growth was going to start slowing down once we got back to some kind of normality, and we're definitely in that kind of dip right now, where you know we've kind of all gone back to normal. We've gone, we don't need as many subscription services and lots of other issues. But nevertheless, yes, yeah, so Disney are dealing with more lawsuits now um, with regards to their kind of how they were running Disney Plus to begin with. Very messy. Ultimately, um, in the long run, this I think has resulted in Disney Plus being sort of stripped back. Um, and they're looking at the numbers properly and in the long run I believe it's going to be in a better situation with them focusing on just, you know, being profitable is a major key thing. And we are seen that with the ad tiers, um, with a reduction in the amount of content they were creating. Because to be honest, they were throwing so much stuff at Disney Plus and I am really hopeful really that once the kind of the situation with Hulu's resolved, We're gonna have the one platform, a little bit more curated, better content coming through, because let's be honest, there was a lot of stuff that was coming through, a lot of which was removed, which wasn't amazing, it was just pretty vanilla, and therefore it was just costing them a lot of money. But yeah, so all of this creative accountancy, shifting things around, yeah, it's got Disney into more trouble with the law. So who knows what's gonna happen with this one, but I'd love to know your thoughts on all of this in the comments below. So speaking of the problems with cricket in India. So as we all know, Disney Plus has lost millions of subscribers, close to 20 million subscribers have left since Disney lost the rights to the um, Indian Premier Cricket League. Now this is a major sport in India, and a lot of people subscribe just for that. However, Disney wasn't able to secure the rights for the streaming for um, the next few years. That ended up going to like um, a consortium of different companies because it went for over three billion dollars. And that is the key thing here. So Disney decided that it wasn't really gonna be financially worth going for it because they were actually losing money on Disney plus Hotstar and spending three billion dollars on cricket. Yeah, wasn't so good. The other key thing with um, subscribers in India is they are generally considered um, to be much, be worth a lot less than a subscriber like here in Europe or in America. For example, a subscriber in India brings in about 60 cents per month compared to a subscriber in the US, which is over $7 a month. So you can see there um, why there's a bit of a difference um, in terms of how much money they make. So losing a lot of subscribers, but not spending out three billion dollars on content, you know, you can just look at the math there and work out that it might actually be better off for them to to have done that. However, the good news is, um, if you are in India, Disney is going to be offering some free um, cricket over the next few months for the World Cup and also for the Asia Cup. So they're going to be able to watch it completely free, there will be advertising and stuff on there. But this is what it was like before Disney kind of took over Hotstar. When they purchased it from when they got like the 20th Century Fox deal and got um, Hotstar included. So kind of going back to kind of offering it to try and get people back onto Disney plus Hotstar um, they've already got the access obviously to that cricket so that's hopefully gonna bring some people back in and they're gonna try a different method. Disney are exploring different um, options with their Indian business where they are looking to maybe either potentially find a partner or even sell off some of the assets there that they have to kind of consolidate a little bit more because they're spending a lot of money on India and it's not necessarily bringing in the amount of money that they wanted but so there's going to be some free cricket whether or not that increases the amount of subscribers who knows but um, it, it can't be bad but let us know what do you think of this in the comments below let's now talk about Ahsoka because Disney for the first time has released some details on how many people watch Ahsoka so I did a story yesterday that Sandberg reported that 1.2 million US households had watched the f- um, this first episode in the first five days. Well Disney's now come out and said um, globally 14 million people had watched the show and it was the most watched thing on Disney Plus this week. Now there's a couple of things I want to put into this because on a whole that looks really good but there's a couple of caveats that we need to look at with this because this is the first time Disney has ever released this information so therefore we have got nothing to compare it to. Well we were comparing it to like Andor with Samba's data and to Obi-Wan Kenobi and we can't compare it to any of the other series from this data that Disney's provided because we haven't got it. Um, So that's kind of a key thing so yeah 14 million people watching it great you know that is fantastic but in relation to what we don't really have that information So you gotta gotta take this number at the minute of like, this is great, and if we were to get this data every week or regularly, you know, this would really help us see what is good and what isn't. But right now, it's kind of like, we've got nothing as a comparison. So, um, there's very interesting to see how all this works. Um, Hopefully we start seeing more of this. And I think we probably are gonna start seeing some more data coming from Disney, um, specifically because I believe with the writers and the actors' strikes, they're asking for more uh, data, and the companies and the studios don't want to give this data. But this kind of information being put out is really what, what, what maybe might be an aspect to it. So maybe they're going to start putting out information because they're going to have to do it. Maybe it's part of the deal. Who knows what's going on? But I think we are going to see some more data in the coming years because I think it's just going to be forced on that they're going to have to give us that, especially when it's related to people that are working and stuff. But yeah, so that fourteen million viewers sounds good. It's, you know, definitely sounds great, but again, we have got nothing to compare it to to whether or not that's good or bad. But it's definitely good news. um, Whether or not that was helped by the show dropping a little bit um, earlier in the day, we don't really know. Um, But yeah, we're interested to see how this keeps going week on week with the viewership so we can compare. That's why I like with Samba and with Nielsen ratings. While those don't come specifically from Disney and they're only based on estimates on their little, call it a research sample, and then they kind of do the math to work it out for the US, at least we've got data that, that we can pair it to other shows. But hopefully we get this information. Um, but yeah, very interesting to see Disney coming out and kind of, in some way, putting a, a spin on that information that came out, I think, from Samba to say, no, oh, no, no, more people watched it than a million, because, I'll be honest, a million households doesn't sound a lot when you think of how many people are in the US, and even 14 million. I'm like, that's, I mean, 14 million, they've got like 160 plus million subscribers, 14 million, doesn't sound a huge amount, when you think globally, it's definitely... I don't know. You'd kind of assume more. But actually, when you look at the data for Netflix and stuff, um, some of the shows sometimes are in, in the same kind of relation to that. But nevertheless, let me know what you think of the news coming out of Ahsoka. Speaking of Ahsoka, let's now talk about what's new on Disney Plus today. So we have a new episode of Ahsoka. I'm going to get into that in a little bit. and I'll be giving my thoughts on that one. But before that... Um, Also, some other um, releases today. It was a little bit hit and miss in terms of what got released. There's also some new international originals including a series called Adamaz along with the first two episodes of a K-pop documentary NCT 127. You'll find them on Hulu in the United States. Also in Canada, they got the first two episodes of the new third season of Reservation Dogs. So they're getting um, weekly releases on that one. Shame we're not getting it internationally everywhere else. Here in the UK, we got the fifth season of mines MC. And as I said, there was lots of other little bits and pieces coming from like Disney Channel and National Geographic, but um, not a huge amount there. But nevertheless, what are you going to be watching on Disney Plus today? But now let's jump into my Ahsoka review. And I'm going to be honest, we're going to be going full spoilers because it's been out a while. Um, I really enjoyed this episode, there was a lot of stuff in here I liked I liked the fact that we got to see some space battles and some space chases You know, we don't get to see too much of that um, You did kind of think of like how many shots were they getting hit on a Ahsoka's ship There was definitely taking some hits I enjoyed all that aspect to it um, Kind of weird as well seeing like Sabine in the back shooting a little bit like um, Star Wars A New Hope um, Jeremy mentioned that to me earlier today, kind of reminiscent of of Luke kind of going Yay! Woohoo! and all this kind of stuff and then you kind of think well it kind of didn't necessarily fit her character Nice seeing Sabine also being trained as a Jedi and again kind of referencing back to New Hope there with her kind of doing the training and not being able to see so, there obviously t- there's gonna be a moment in this series you can see it coming when she's gonna have to do something and she's gonna be able to use the force or something. You can see them building up, you know, something's gonna happen with that. I'm sure of it. Um, that's that's my prediction. I don't know anything. I'm just just purely guessing. Um, again, great to see um, one of the new villains. Can't remember her name. You know, she's like they're shooting at them and all, all the rest of it. And just that whole great big um, sort of hyperspace gate just looks kind of cool and a nice like throwback to in some ways it kind of was throwing me back more to like Rogue One but also the having the whales and stuff in there I love them they're so cool um just great there's just a weird thing to see in Star Wars these big whales uh, obviously we had them in the Rebels TV series but seeing them in real, is amazing. I do remember being back at Star Wars Celebration earlier this year in London Um, for the first time we saw them, we saw them, you guys at home didn't see it, but we saw a little bit of it and the whole place went nuts, it was, and so that did, I loved it. I thought it was a really, really good episode and I'm loving like little throwbacks in there, like Ruffer in there, you've got all these different characters I'm just really enjoying this series Definitely, um, I think for Star Wars fans it's pulling on. I love in the colours of the reds with the forest and stuff I thought that all works really well and just overall really really pleased with this show So I did wake up this morning, obviously now it's a little bit earlier So I was actually able to watch it before the usual Disney Plus update. So that was quite nice um, And so yes, yeah, so I was able to watch that on a little bit earlier than I would normally do it So that that was that was an advantage of the early release. I just had to make sure I stayed off social media um which isn't so hard when you get up at like seven o'clock in the morning just basically don't go on there go downstairs put the dogs out sit down and then watch Ahsoka that was my thing this morning and then after that they were opened up social media so yeah so that was that was my thing this morning and that's going to be the case i think for the next few weeks so in some ways it's actually easier. with it, I can, you know, I just get up and watch it first thing. But obviously, that's not great for everyone. Another time change has had a bit of an impact. Um, but yeah, I'd love to know your thoughts on today's episode. Did you enjoy it? Did you not like it? I'd love to hear your thoughts on, on a whole on what you think of the show. Let's now jump into the question of the day. Kyle asked, Do you think the Ballad of Renegade Neil will release on Disney Plus worldwide? I hope it's not exclusive to Hulu here in the US. It's also possible that Disney shops it around to other networks. Okay, so let's address the second thing first off, because obviously this past week we found out Nautilus was being shipped off to other networks to see if they can find a new home for it and so that it wouldn't be coming to Disney Plus. The Ballad of Renegade Neil will be coming on Disney's platforms. I was told by I'm um, busy that um, no other Disney Plus originals were affected by the sell off, so that's, that's good news it has been included in some of their previews and stuff for stuff coming up I am the whole thing again with this Hulu side is I suspect it probably will end up being a Hulu uh, original in the US anything that's slightly mature does come into that but I think we're now getting into this like weird bit where Essentially now um, if once the Hulu content starts becoming added to Disney plus in the US Which will be in about three four months time probably it can be happening by the end of the year We're gonna start seeing a little bit of a shift then I think um, in terms of what we it's gonna be in there So as far as like we're all concerned it's in Disney plus that's that's a cool thing but it'll probably just be in the hub. I I think it's it's a bit of a it it will be better once it's especially when it's all built into one system and it's just one merged system. But yeah generally I always go with the assumption of and I would say this to most people is with the especially with any international original assume it's going to be a hulu original and then if it isn't that's a positive because a lot of the stuff that's being made usually for um like the international audience is a little bit older and Hulu seems to suck them all up. Because it's like today, there was a K-pop documentary. I would have, you'd think like, well, why wouldn't they put that on Disney Plus? I don't know, it's it's so, it's like you kind of feel like, just put the stuff on there but until they get that deal done with Comcast they have to keep going along with the same way they're doing it right now but yeah I suspect it's going to end up probably as a Hulu original unless of course things change rather quickly with Disney plus in the US but nevertheless let me know what you think of today's news in the comments below go check us out over at whatson at disneyplus.com like follow and subscribe and I shall see you guys soon, Later.